Podcast episode 54. Let's get ready to rumble. Before I introduce everybody, make sure you go out there, click, subscribe, hit the bell, do all those things, support us, please. And we out here trying to make sure that y'all are entertained, having a good time. We got that out of the way. This is the host, Lawson, aka Mr. Hayes Adonis. And I got my co-host Rajim in the building. Man, Mr. Make It Happen all day long. Let's go. And you know, down below, we always got the international correspondent, the perspective, Malia <laughs> in the building. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and of man, course, and, go ahead, Rajin. Hey, you know, man, you know, look, I've been trying to make this happen for a long time, long time friend of mine, 10 years. Oh, my God. And when I say I could put accolades on this lady name for about the next hour, but I'm not going to do that. I'm <laughs> boxing correspondent, um, just CPA, just. And I, real, realtor, just name it. You, she, she got accolades all day long. Hey, y'all, y'all make a warm welcome for my girl, Sakura in the house. Let's go. What's up, guys? Let's go. In the Thank building. So Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh my God! Hey, look, I've been trying to make this happen for a minute, man, for real. So we glad to have you. We got to have some fun. We gonna talk music, boxing, everything. If anybody know about boxing, it's gonna be her, man. Let's go. <laughs> Getting it done. So first off, we gotta say, man, how uh, you know, say, how was your week, Roz? How was the week, man? Hey, man, look, honestly, bro, like, so you know, prime happened. What, like, like prime day was like last week or Monday or something like that. So it was Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> so listen, so I went and bought new skip ties for my truck. I'm like, okay, they don't sell. Boom, blah blah blah. I'm gonna fix it up my truck. So <laughs> yesterday. I call myself, I'm about to change my step size, right? Mm-hmm. When I decided to change my step size, it took me about six hours, all right? Because of the other times. I mean, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, I was a mechanic. I, I'm not a mechanic no more. So anyway, <laughs> on top of me changing the step size on my truck, so then, like, my truck, oh, I went somewhere and I blew, like, the radiator holes or something. So I had to go buy a radiator holes, which cost me $200, Ooh. and then I had to put a radiator holes on my truck. There you go. Bro. It just don't stop. So today I put a radiator hose on the truck. Yesterday was step size, and I'm still walking. And, and so now you're tired. That's what <laughs> I'm by the way. Hey, getting things done, getting things done out. Hey, here. but I, that's why I missed to make it happen. Hey, you, you made it happen. That's Barely. what I do. But you got it done. So hey, that's what all. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all they <laughs> so, so Aaliyah, you know, uh, tomorrow birthday, girl, early birthday, happy birthday. Hey, y'all. So, uh, you know what I mean? Hey. So, uh, so, so happy uh, birthday. You know, before yeah. birthday, girl. Uh, how was your week? How, how your week been going? I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm not even exhausted. You exhausted? <laughs> God, no. been going nonstop since like the first of June, and I'm telling you, I got. I'm out of town this weekend on Thursday or Friday. I think I fly out Friday. Um, then I come home. Um, I'm home three days and then I'm out again to Mexico. I'm I'm this week. So look, this self-inflicted wounds. 
These ain't even, <laughs> these self these ain't even like. Like has been, I had been out. Like I had been out. I did get some groceries yesterday. No, earlier today, and I put most of the stuff away. I still got to, you know, make room for my staples. But at the end of the day, like I had been out the breakfast, out the lunch, out the dinner, out the brunch, out the dinner, out the happy hour, and I'm just like. Maybe I should enjoy the motherfucking apartment that I pay rent for. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> how about you live? How about you live where you live at? <laughs> you know, as an update, I'm still not unpacked. I did get a couch, but how many boxes you got unpacked since then? One, two. <laughs> we can't rise. Said, no like comment. This. Yeah, we can't rise. <laughs> <laughs> and and then had a nerd to be shopping doing Amazon Prime Day, and it's about fifty boxes right here for some um. This for half of it is for a party for for next month and a catering gig I got next month, and I'm I'm just busy. You busy lady, you busy making happen, living the life. Yeah, miss making it happen. I guess you know what I'm saying. No, doing <laughs> the busybody. All right. So, busy so Secura, how how has your week been? Oh, my week is awesome. You know, I mean, we I'm on the other end of what Layla's going through right now because I actually we had like Aaliyah. a big, well, Aaliyah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, like, you can be Layla. That's a cool. big weekend. Yeah, that's my daughter name, Layla. <laughs> Layla, yes, that's where I get it from, probably. But um, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, we just had the Florida Boxing Hall of Fame weekend, and it was like, you know, started with a fight night and ended with an induction ceremony, and I was there working. I was a presenter, and it was a lot of things going on with social media and things that we have to be responsible for as a company. So now I'm on, like, zero. Like, don't bother me. <laughs> Before one o'clock now, I'm like not trying to hear you. I'm already not a morning person. Mm. You, can, you can speak to that. You know damn well, like I've never been a morning person. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on Musa mode. That's and, what's up. You know, <laughs> you just you just gotta catch me at the right time now, cause like now I'm like looking at my phone like it ain't urgent. It's yeah, not. Yeah. Urgent. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Right. You put that on the uh, what? Yeah, you put that on that. that let them phone calls pass on by. Leave a message mm -hmm. if it's yeah. important. You know, I mean? do that anyway. I don't, I don't even be yeah. busy, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I gotta get my rest right now, so I can. You know what I'm saying? Trying to rejuvenate from that because just following, just following your social media alone. I'm like, man, she always doing something. You always, <laughs> and you're in the mix of it too. I'm, I'm talking about like you always in the mix of it. I, I'm like, oh, I know that person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I don't know that person. <laughs> like, man. No, you need to be quiet because I be right over there in Orlando and I put out my little fillers. I, I say, hey, I'm going to be here in Orlando. You know, a lot of times I'll be at the Caribe Royale um, Resort over there off International Drive. And, you know, there's a lot of boxing going on at that particular venue now. So mm -hmm. you could be like meeting up at one of these events to holla. And, and I am. And I'm sorry. He's, ma he's I making it happen. That's yeah, why, I'm making that's it. Why he can't, he can't, he can't come. He's making. I be like, listen, between between coaching football, between working, being a grandpa, being a husband, being I'd be I'd just be doing too much, man. For real. Yeah. Be, yeah. 
And you forgot the main piece, which is the traffic over there. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I am not trying to move or meet anybody anywhere. I'm like, look, you know where I'm at. You know, Miss Orlando, you know, you wasn't using Windermere where the big dogs live at. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that may be true, but I don't miss Windermere, I don't miss Orlando. You don't don't miss traffic. I like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know the the area. My cousin Wind- lived out there. Windermere is where Shaq and Tiger Woods and them live at. That's where she was at. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That's what I remember. Yeah, look, it, yeah, I remember like it was yesterday because I, I, I remember I helped you move. I'm like, God, this is what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, that's how you, that's how yeah you know. like a couple of stairs. That's all. Just yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah. A couple of big that's spiral stairs. <laughs> but you know, you know, that's how it is. Well, good stuff. Everybody's having a fantastic week out here. So, and if you're not having a good week, or if you're having a good week, so either it's going to be a celebratory drink, or it's going to be something to get you ready for yes. the week. We're going to get back into my favorite and yours, the drink of the day. Boom, let's go. Yeah. All right, so yeah. everybody out there, you know what's up. I threw it out on the social medias. I, I see. and did a little flip yeah. flop. Of the uh Tom Collins out there, so we did the mid catch up Tom Collins. So I got my Tom Collins right now. Go hit the video, a uh, little gin in there, a little sugar, throw some lemon in that joint. I made it a little ghetto, make it the mid catch up joint. I, I stole one of the kids' little uh fruit cups, that was my garnish. Threw okay, that in there, okay. threw, some, threw some ice on that boy. You know what I'm saying? It's out here tasting good. Got a little uh, uh, sparkling water I threw on top of that with a little orange. So it went along with the garnish. Got the little okay. flavor to it. So I'm going to go ahead and pour mine out there. Go ahead. Make sure y'all hit up that uh, mint ketchup uh, Facebook, social media out there. I threw the video out there so y'all can learn how to make the mint ketchup Tom Collins. Bam. Go ahead, Rob. What you got? Um, excuse me. Listen, First you know of all, it's not really ghetto if it don't have no Kool Aid in it. I'm saying <laughs> that'll be that'll be my next. Oh, look, really I'm already, I already got my. Hey, I mean, look, if you don't think if you don't think stealing your kids' fruit cups is ghetto, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that feels ghetto to me. <laughs> if you you stealing your kids' lunch to eat your lunch, I think that's what I'm saying. no Kool Aid. <laughs> hey, so listen, so this week I made what I call. The sour apple smash, right? And Aaliyah, chill out, calm down. So listen, I'm so, trying to open up look, my- what I did was look, what I did, check me out. You know what I'm saying? So I took, of course, I took my my apple crown, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Okay. I go with the apple crown. I like the apple crown. I'm doing I'm being crisp this summer. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little crisp, a little Christmas this summer. So what I did was I dropped some lime juice off in that joint, right? You know what I'm saying? Only an ounce, Aaliyah. I ounce of lime juice because I need the sour. I need the sour. But then, look, look, but to break up the monotony and everything, I take a little bit of that grenadine. You know what I'm okay. saying? On this splash. Little splash, little splash, boom. And then, look, drop the cherry in it. Boom. Sour, sour apple smash, Aaliyah. Ugh, call somebody, know somebody all day long. <laughs> what you say? I said, hell, I reckon. But okay. <laughs> you know, if that's what you're doing, more power to hey. you. Cheers. Hey, it tastes like a Sour Patch Kid. Our local bartender, what you got? What you got for us, Aaliyah? Well, if y'all see my little copper drink. That seems like a mule. Yeah. It is. 
It is. It is. It is a Blackberry um Moscow Mule today. Um, yeah, I had to muddle some blackberries. Muddle it all. Fancy. You know, about like I don't do it no because this is a drink for myself and I'm not in the bar. I actually poured me a nice little corner of some um vodka in here. I personally prefer the um. Kettle One vodka over there. So I got Kettle One here, a lot of ice, and I topped it off with Reed's ginger beer, extra ginger. Yeah, okay. Like it a little spicy. And this is good to me. And followed up by some coconut water for hydration. Cause, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> my birthday, there's going to be a lot of pictures, I think. So I, <laughs> I, got, I got the water. I got the water as a backup as well. <laughs> So uh, y'all are too fancy for me, okay? Hey, so 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 Shakira, what did you bring to the table? You just hydrating, or uh, you get you got you some uh sleeping water, some sleeping. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put there? it to y'all like this. I'm gonna put it to you like <laughs> it's crystal it, damn clear. Oh, is it smart right, though? Right. And then what okay. he say? Jason's lightning, baby. What is it again? Uh, A what? I have I have a lightning um, specialist. Oh, all the time. Um, <laughs> was that the white lightning? Because that's what I was thinking. That's right, it's straight. Listen, it's oh, clear. Okay, that's oh, okay. okay. Hey, let me tell you, the last you time I had some white lightning, I felt every vein in my body, literally. I was. <laughs> you about to be something like that. You I was be like, careful. that's because I'm having a dream. Sure, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I love corn liquor. I personally prefer mm -hmm. um California or California uh, Carolina or Tennessee uh, corn liquor. Well, we love got Florida here, baby. This is Florida. This is yeah. all red, Floridian. Okay. Oh, I'm from North Carolina, so I know a little bit about you know that's. I'm telling you, that's you that right So oh, um, this is gonna be a good show. <laughs> I mean, I, I mix it with something now. I ain't no fool, but <laughs> you know, I ain't no fool, but at the same time, what I'm telling you is that you gotta start with some pure ingredients. Man, you, yeah, like hey. you, you know you're getting the real deal here. You can cure everything with white lightning. It's more expensive, but it ain't no seconds. It's there no seconds oh, necessary. Oh, yeah. no. One yeah, hit a kidney. One yeah, hit a quitter. <laughs> no doubt, no Woo! doubt. Well, everybody, you know, drink of the day. Everybody that's out there, make sure uh, if you listen in the car, uh, don't have the drink of the day. You should be driving. Safe. <laughs> not, uh, uh, listen, stop and listen to us. Or if you watch this on video, man, have a drink of the day. BYOB, bring your own with I will say cheers to everybody on the podcast. Cheers to everybody that's out there. Fantastic. All right. So now we moving yeah. on to the news of the week so we got some news that was out there i'll try to make it interesting i try to give a little something i got a i got a few little things that are up here so we're gonna go ahead and pull this news up and we're gonna see what we got popping off today so news of the week first one little baby i saw a little thing little baby since this is a uh you know we try to do the culture a little hip-hop little everything but uh we started out with the music uh, little baby uh, believes female rappers are currently running the rap game, right? Um, and I was sat back and thought, I listened to a few female rappers, like after reading this article and seeing what he was talking about, 
I ended up finding the Revolt top 10 female artists uh, that are running things right now. We're standing out right now. Uh, they had some names that I hadn't heard of, so I looked up some of their stuff. Uh, and I wanted to see what do you think is causing female rappers to stand out more than some of the male rappers, right? We got Kendrick Lamar. We got Drake. Uh, you know, some people would say Future. You got some people, you know, too, uh, I like 2 Chains out there. He'd be doing his thing. Like, you got some of those that are kind of names that you can know and understand. And then you just got a whole bunch of others that sound alike. But the females are the ones that are kind of standing out. What, Rajin, what do you see as female artists? What do you think makes them stand out more than uh, their male counterparts right now in the hip-hop game? I mean, honestly, real talk, man, I feel like um, female rappers are bringing it right now. You know what I'm saying? They're bringing it. I mean, hip-hop has always been about entertainment, um, and they're bringing that entertainment. You know, like a lot of times, if you at a party or if you're in your car, you you vibing out by yourself, you want to vibe out. You know what I'm saying? You don't always want to hear about who's selling dope, who shot who. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you just say you want, like, sometimes you want to vibe out. Now, granted, you know what I'm saying? As when you real, you don't want to put up to the light, up in the glow river, and do the next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? F R E E. You know what I'm saying? You can't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? If you're a dude. But I will say a lot of. You, like, you could be. It could be a, a different of, description of fuck nigga free, but you good. I mean, you could be like, I don't deal with this ass nigga. I mean, you good. Right. I don't know. Real talk. I mean, I'm 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 be real. I'm like right right now the female females bringing in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? They definitely bringing in the game, um, entertainment wise. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's entertainment. I will got say it. that. You know, saying so you got um anybody from Cardi B to like I said Big Lotto, um, you know. What is it, Meg Stallion, Erica Banks, all these all these females bringing it right now. I mean, they they bring they they stepping up, and it's, it, and I will say this before I, before I pass it on, but I will say a lot of times if you think about it, there weren't a lot of females in the game for a long time. I mean, who you had? You had Lil Kim, you had Foxy, you had Missy Elliott, a couple others, couple others or whatever. But you nearly never had nobody that was dominant. Was there, huh? I mean. <laughs> no, Aaliyah, Aaliyah gave me the face, and I was like, she was there. Like, hey, I'm just saying, yeah, like, like what? Are you, Aaliyah, you the rapper? My bad. I <laughs> she, she said, Ribby Ma, nah. That's what I mean. Ribby Ma, too. I will say, Ribby Ma. I'm going to say similar, though. I was thinking, like, there's there just been such a lack of, you know, diversity amongst females. That, yep. that now it's like now that it's you know a few of them out at the same time and their numbers are doing well you know they're gonna keep pushing that yeah. um our true story at our hall of fame um boxing event the other week we had like a male artist that's local come in um he has a song with little bootsy out mm -hmm. and then we had this female chick her name is uh sasha blanco so I'm thinking everybody's gonna like, you know, be feeling this bootsy hit, you know, with this guy. And the feedback that we received afterwards is like, oh, we love Sasha Blanco. And I think <laughs> I heard of Sasha Blanco, matter of fact. My testimony, which, you know, is a true testament that these women, like, you know, there's some talented women out here and they're starting to like really listen to the fact that it's more into it than just, you know, being a pretty face or, 
you know, be wearing scandalous, you know, clothing I, I, and shit like that. I ain't seen no, I ain't seen no ugly mugs that can buzz. I seen some ugly dudes that can flow and be rich, but I ain't seen no ugly chick that ain't right. wearing a G string and ain't got their chest out. That's making right. money. What's that I mean, chick? I mean, uh, what's the new chick? Nicki Minaj so left a big lane open, you know, when she wanted to, you know, have her family time and have her kids. She left that lane open, and these these girls was like, "Hey, it's now another. We got to jump on it now, you know, to get our face in the game while she's sleeping, <laughs> pretty much." Right, and right. and that's what they did, and so now everybody's like on to a couple of different artists. So um, I'm like, shout out to them, and I'm glad to see some different looks from females besides just the cookie cutter type. You know, rapper that we had in previous generations. And I will. All right, Leah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying, like, I will agree. Like, like you said, there was only you. You think about women's rap of the '80s and '90s, and you had like what Queen Latifah, MC Light, and um. Who? Boss. You remember Boss? No. Like I had her album. Like yeah. Specific type, and then Salt and Pepper came on the scene. They was different, and, you know that type. And then you know you had a you had a group that was like Salt and Pepper. Then they you know then it was I, all I'm saying. I said all that to say is like right now I think what's what's happening on on rap in general. You have a lot of different artists who do not all sound the same, who do not all have the same look, who do not all you know as they say rap about the same shit. I mean to me. All rap. I mean, what what can you rap about? That's not your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's you wanting to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like I said, you was like, oh, you know, oh, they came on the scene. But yes, if you think about it, there's not really a lot of male artists who are, as they say, who are up and coming. And when I mean up and coming, I mean people who aren't already have an album out or somebody who hasn't already gone platinum. Or you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you have. Even like you said, you said Drake and Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, all of them are multi-platinum selling artists. None of these females are. They are literally up and coming. And if they do have a platinum album, I don't know because I don't really be listening to radio or television, so I won't know that. But <laughs> but they are a good sound. They are a good look. People dig them. And and it's their music is not Foxy Brown and I, I, I have a I have a, yeah, I have a different got I got a, I got a, I got, a, I got a different perspective on it. I got a different perspective okay. on it, right? So I feel like women are are female rappers are running the game more due to the fact that most of their hits, like most of the female rapper hits that you hear that come out, they are more like the original hip hop kind of setup, right? So, okay. You have you have like a lot of the rappers that are out now are off of the laptop, laptop sounds, drilly, 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 no samples. Okay. The female artists, which is the staple, the staple of hip hop is sampling. A lot of those artists, the female artists that come in that have hits, no different than Nicki Minaj, Lotto, freaking like all them, their hits were off of sampled songs. Which mm -hmm. everybody goes like, damn, I love that song. So you got all the people that grew up in the 90s. You got the white people that like hip-hop, all that other stuff. They hitting those sample joints. Like, their joints are sample songs that they redo the beat. Producer puts it out. And then you got a female on a song that everybody knows that's been sampled. 
And you're like, yeah. oh, that's the regular hip hop. So I think more you hear more of the male rappers are now coming out with the drilly stuff that has no samples and they're just doing that stuff, booty shaking, whatever, and it has no samples. A lot of the songs that hit female rapper wise are ones that have the samples and they're in the original style of hip hop where it's like, hey, let's pull the sample. We change the beat up. And now we about to like, we give you this different style. No different than what? Um, Nicki Minaj just came out with the uh, Barbie joint for the movie. It was the little, they had the sample from this the Barbie world. It's mm -hmm. a Barbie. And they had like that in the background. It's like <laughs> people know that song and they're like, okay, that's not like people roll with it because of the sample. And I think females you... are way more open to doing that and it becoming a hit than some of the rappers that come out now that we don't even, we be like, I don't even like that dude because they all sound the same. Nobody samples nothing. That's the real <laughs> issue right there. That's the issue with the males right now. It's like you, you feel like you hear an artist and you're like, what the hell is this? Like, is this even considered rapping right now? Yeah, because they talk about like, the same thing. You no, know, it's 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 the lack of them. I mean, it's kind of like boxing, right? It's like it's like last year was the, the year of the females in, in, in boxing because the men weren't really giving us great matchups, but the women were fighting each other and they were fighting the best, so they kind of took over and they was making the men look bad. So this year, what do we have in return? Like now they're like, Oh, we did look kind of bad last year, you know. Now we're gonna have Spence versus Crawford, mega fight. We had uh Javante Tank Davis this year versus uh, Ryan Garcia, which was also a fight that people wanted to see last year. Like, so there basically it's the same thing where the trend is like, you guys slept, okay? You're not putting out the most amazing music sounds right now, and these women are. But just to just to say, yeah, they have samples on their music. A lot of these females, just just the first song is to get you to recognize and know us, know know the chick. Right. But then these, these, they got other hits. They got other music that people are actually wanting to listen to, wanting to feel, because I can understand the lyrics of a, of a um, you know, somebody like Lotto or I can I can hear what they're saying. I can't understand what the hell some of these men are saying. And, and I don't want to sound like I'm too old or anything. But I do like it when these lyrics are something where I can actually, you know, think about or thought provoking, um, you know, a Kendrick Lamar, somebody like that. You don't fall in that thing. But there's a lot of garbage out here, too. Let's just be frank. Yeah, because they put, they put no work into it. Yeah. They put yeah, no work. A, so, hey, you remember, you remember when we was in the studio, like, we, like when we was in the studio, we're doing music. Mm -hmm. Literally, I mean, I would be at work writing. Like trying to, you know what I'm saying? And if it didn't sound good, you know what I'm saying? We, we wouldn't come with it. It wasn't garbage. We wasn't putting out garbage. And it's as an artist, because we feel like there's, like these days, there's, there are no, I'm not going to say no more, but there are very few artists we can, that people that we can call artists. It's one thing that you can easily, it's, it's, you can put a puzzle together. You can put you can put words together that rhyme. That don't mean you're an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, you can put a, you can put words together that rhyme over a really nice beat. You know what I'm saying? What makes it a good song? You know, I I, I just heard this song by um, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, I Wanna Rock or whatever. That song has no words to it. It don't. Let me tell you something. Don't you come for my Philly cousins, okay? I, whatever. But that, <laughs> but, but that, <laughs> they have no words to this song. But the beat is what got him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, so, I, 
Exactly. And I will say this. If you think about it in a grand scheme of things, to me, after that song is just like, what the fuck did he just say? Mm-hmm. But, but I will say these damn kids here in Philly, that is like their damn anthem out here. They out here rocking. They doing everything you can think. But I think with, with parents who hear that song, who we don't hear something inherently bad you know what i mean you don't hear shooting and killing selling drugs dope and all of this other stuff but mm-hmm. you hear you we you hear what we heard when we was listening to two live crew and all the other people back in the day like you we just hear party music you know what i mean that's what the kids hear they like it they love it i mean if your kids can sit and listen to i just want to i just i don't know what the hell that little boy say but them little kids be having a damn good time out there i yeah. i i can commend that but mm-hmm. I, anything else i'm good yeah, yeah i no, i mean getting getting back to uh yeah, like, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, like like you lady said, you know, women have taken advantage of the avenues and also the access where, you know, they can put out something. Just like reason that there's a flood of artists now is just because of Internet access. Yeah. So it's the same type of thing that it works for female artists as well. Having the Internet access to be able to put their stuff out, be able to be seen faster and faster, sooner and sooner. And then it's one of those things that now the industry is very fast to jump on you and say, hey, sign you real quick, and we can just turn you out. The unfortunate part about it is that you just get burned out, and then if you ain't got nothing else to follow that, like, if you yeah. really look at it, like, Lotto, she has something else to follow. You have Nicki Minaj has something else. Has has Meg Thee Stallion come out with a second album? Okay, yes. so we... Yes. we see, no, see, she made, she haven't had time. Hey, no, look, Don't I'm be just trying saying, to look, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just saying... I'm just saying, there's a possibility. Her next album called Nine Nine Toes Down. Meg is about to get most of the money from the, uh, you know, say OnlyFans. I don't know. Just like uh, what's old, what's old girl? Uh, you can't be on the feedfetish.com. Rilla, Rilla, she, you know, she started acting and she started her modeling career with was what? it Maybelline, Revlon, one yeah. of the two. So yeah. I mean, but to me, it's one of those things where we're we're going to grab you while you hot, make your money while you hot. But like right. you said, you doing all of this, you you doing all this, you get spun all the way up, and then what? What's your what's your part are, two? But are you? That's what I'm saying. Are you an artist or do you just want to be famous? That's the, that's one of those things, like, cause you can be famous and like it'd be like Megan Sound could never come out with an album again and become an actress, and then you'd be like, well, she really wasn't a musician. She just she wanted to actually act, and this was an avenue to go do that, right? So it made it where it was like, okay, I figured out a way to get to she sound actually, popular. I don't know, like, I, yeah, but, I but I'm just saying, like, it's it's and you know every damn. <laughs> It will burn you out and spit you back out if you allow it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a lot of people that, you know, I was looking at a couple of biopics, you know, that, that are on um, one of these black networks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say no names, but um, anyway, you know, Eve was telling her story and she was just like, yeah, I was burnt out on the first tour yeah. that they went on and she had to like cut out early like in order to like just get her mental 
foundation bag. First of all, touring isn't for everyone. And two, if you're getting like, you know, show after show and on the move every damn day for like a year yeah. or eight months out of the year, you know, yeah. you ain't going to have, you're not going to be thinking about music. You're going to be thinking like, you're thinking like, damn, I'm tired and this is depressive. So, you you know, they, they do that in a way. It's kind of like a little sabotage there. Like, yeah, you're going to sink or swim as, you know, as a music industry type recording um, label. You know, it's like you're going to sink or swim. This is what we, this is how a real artist does. Like, this is yeah. their lifestyle. Yeah. But they got to have time to actually, you know, formulate the music too. Everybody is not a Tupac. They're not going to be able to just go in the, you know, studio and stay in there for 48 hours and spit out 90 songs, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's you one know? of those things to where at some point in time, you're exposed. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you if you're an artist of some sort and you come out and you put out something and you happen to be a one hit wonder, but um, next thing you know, you put out something else and it's garbage. You, you, so you start to be exposed. Okay, well I'm not I'm really not an artist. I just got lucky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of these cats are getting lucky. But if you're getting a one hit wonder and you're getting copyright, you know, royalties and different things off that one hit wonder for life, you you ain't you ain't doing too bad. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the mindset of if you okay with that or not. Well, and that's the like, thing. It's like most some people, people are. Fame, fame <laughs> is one of those situations where you know you get the little taste of it. No different than uh, what's what's the girl now, sexy red? That's out there. Was is uh, that that song or whatever? Whatever. She yeah, got her song. Red. She she's showing up at like I saw a thing where she was at the uh Travis or was it Travis <laughs> Travis Scott? He was at the Travis Scott brought her out. Uh, she performed her little song or whatever. She could. She could never come out with another song. Like she could literally, her album could be trash, and she just disappeared because you. It's like, are you an artist or you caught something? So and, and it was like that's what it was. You could have, it could have caught the vibe, caught the wave, and then you, the that wave could crash, get crash, and it's over. And you just go like, all right. So are you really? A, do you got that pinsman? Do you have that ability to produce, or is this a situation of? Hey man, I just caught one, and now you have to be satisfied with catching one. And then what are what else are you doing? What are your other yeah. attributes that are you going to be pushing forward in as an artist or uh, you know in music or something like that? So you know, I think a lot of women out there are you know like I said taking advantage and doing the things and 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 making money and making good songs like they doing it. They doing that's it. Good. I mean, keep keep doing what you're doing. So, keep doing what you're doing. We got bad love for you, and we yeah. want to hear it. And keep doing what you're doing, and stay fuck me free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, I get, I, yeah, do that, do that. Yeah, do that too. That too. Uh, so we gonna, necessary. Yeah, yeah, we gonna, we gonna keep it moving. For all those people that want to get younger, I saw a thing where in South Korea they just said we're gonna pass a law and uh make everybody like uh, a year and 18 months younger than they were when they uh were born. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of wild. So the thing that's weird about this, right? So South Korea grows younger overnight after they pass this new law, and the country changes how they count people's ages, right? So South Korea traditionally age counting custom considers every person one year old at birth and adds another year when the hits January 1st, meaning a child born on December 31st 
turns two the next day. That is wild. <laughs> that is a wild, wild white <laughs> So one thing I looked at, I was like, I almost get like, if you go with the, hey, from conception, you should, when you're born, no, I'm just saying, if we go on the, from conception, when you're born, you're already nine months. So really, like, you should be like, That's you're deep. already nine months old, right? So then when you, when you get to 12 months, that should be, that should be it, right? That should be your day. So you on December 1st, tomorrow your birthday, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad. I mean, but they, they actually changed that law. So all the people that were living in that world of like, hey, man, I'm actually, you know, 89 or I'm I'm 90. As soon as they passed this law, the mugs was 89. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just. Hey, How does that work for Social Security? Like, bitch, I'm instantly good for Social Security. Hey. Right, if they had it there, I, like I was gonna say, as a female, like that works on that works in your favor and not in your favor in two different ways. Like, you know, you could want to be older, like when you were in your teens, you're like, Oh, I can't wait till I'm older, I can't wait till I can do this and that. And so now you can tell a man, Yo, no, I'm 18, but really. Your ass is still 17. Uh -oh. now, yeah. They want to change these laws where that person is no are they are they in trouble for dating the 17-year-old? Because uh, yeah. you just changed the time. I don't know. But yep. I mean, you you could you could be in trouble that way. But then on the flip side, if I'm 99, I mean, well, no, actually, if I'm 99 and I want to be a hundred or I yeah. was a hundred and you just made me 99, bitch, I'm mad. I'm like, I'm not you got Betty White, bitch. You got Betty White, bitch. You're 99. Right. I'm like, you ain't got to take my age, dog. Like, you know what I've been through to get to this shit? Yeah. I'm, not to, I'm not about to be 99 again. Hey, go, go ahead, Aaliyah. Go ahead. No, I get what she's saying because, like you said, if, if I was 18 yesterday and now today I'm 17, how does that work? But in the same, in the same token, in the same token, you I don't think over there they have the same rules that we have when you oh, I'm pretty sure they don't, honey. You heard of you know slave trade, sex trafficking. So when did you get to the house at 18 and then yeah. all pass, you gotta let her come back home. <laughs> much. Yeah, grandpa, grandpa right now. He thought he had a 15-year-old. He really got a damn <laughs> Now you gotta pay child support. Another right. yeah, 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 yeah. You in so, trouble. So, like, how does how is that going to work? Yeah, it's, for real. Especially there, where they're they're, for lack of a better word, their sex trade industry is. <laughs> so, I will say this, and don't anybody Asian watching this, don't be offended. But have you seen Asian people age? That might be the reason because they don't age too well. They don't look they age now. <laughs> They don't age too well, so no, my bad. My bad. Well, to me, Asian people age well. Like to me, they don't never look like they're as older as old as they really are. To me, well, but, I mean, a, it, it may be a, it may be a fall off the cliff type situation. It, it's like there's a point where it goes from man, that person looked mad young to like damn. <laughs> that mug look. That mug look like. You Every day you're I wake like, up. Every like, day I wake up. I rush in the mirror. I'm like, did it happen yet? Like, did it just happen? 
Okay, I'm still looking young. Hey, overnight, you be like, shit, what just happened? Okay, let me rest to this mirror because I want to make sure I didn't just age them 10 no. years younger than I look. I got to yeah, make sure that it's still, I'm yeah. still good. Yeah, All right. yeah, you know what I'm saying? You want to make sure you don't drop off the cliff. That's the whole deal. Like, I mean, that's been... <laughs> You know, you got, a lot, you got a lot of the people that, you know, like, hey, you know, so people be like, hey, man, you got good genes or like, hey, you know, how you talk about kind of like, hey, in Asia, like seem like they stay young all the time and things of that nature. But then there's a point at that cliff, man. And then they're going to be like, yo, like I'm 50, you know, 50 some odd. They hit 60. And all of a sudden it just aged all that 60 years. What? That mother was like. We all seen it. We all saw somebody last year and they look young. Like, and then yeah, you're startled because you saw them this year and you like, what the fuck happened to them? What happened in a year? And then somebody will be like, oh yeah, you know they really 55. Or you know they really 48, you know, they they say some yeah, number yeah. like I was like, nah, I thought it was younger than that. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, it up. Aged overnight. What the hell is wrong with your damn? All of, all of my I just I be I don't I don't even know. I just tell them I'm 45. And they be like, are you? And I'd be like, let me check my ID because said, are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you? Hey, you know, you know, D just said something that made sense because when I was overseas, same thing. A lot of the people that work for me overseas were from India, and I guarantee you, out of a hundred people, thirty people had the same birthday and year. Like yeah. they don't, they just make up, you know, just make yeah, up. Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you? I don't know. Like, how you don't know? Because a lot of people don't keep the records that we keep. Right, and a lot of people are born in in places in which they keep records. Like my grandmother, um, she wasn't born in a hospital. My great grandmother wasn't born. Right. In, right. You know what I mean? So, um, so, you know, we say, oh, this person was born on such and such date or, you know, that's when the doctor came to the damn. You know, <laughs> when it came to the house? Yeah, yeah. You know, the first visit. <laughs> <laughs> the date of the first visit. Yeah. You saying the baby had been here like a week or two at that point, but yeah. it's literally, you know, this day is your birthday and it's not right, like they... Right. Like she said, tickets, records, especially in what is it? In, in a lot of it's real. So folks go legit. They go, you out in the damn sticks. You know, you're born. You're in your house. You're there. They celebrate. I don't know the harvest or whatever. You know, some some kind of thing there. But you know, like, the third moon. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday, the, the 72nd moon of the month. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> and that's changed since 20 years ago. That's not the same day yeah. it was 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yep. When, the, when the red moon rises. Mm -hmm. The red moon rises and the, and the seas are you? out. <laughs> yeah. And but the hurricane spins the wrong now, way. Like, that should be everywhere now. Like, the you should be fly. able to have records in every country now. Like, that, that shouldn't be still the practice these yeah. days. I hope yeah, not. Still, that's, please. Yeah, hey, there's places, there's places that still is, yep. yeah, not it. Yeah, Unless so they just don't have a calendar. And so therefore, they, they, they don't really know calendar. what they, it Some people can't keep up with all the people. Like India, you, there's too many people in India. You can't keep up with all the people. 
That's like, what you true. I don't damn know. They bigger than, their population yeah. is bigger than um, China now. So yeah, yeah. it's like shit. Y'all, we don't know. We said we don't. We have no idea. Don't you talk about Philly? I, I, said, have, I said they got a Billy. I was talking about <laughs> India. They got a Billy, though. B-I-L-L-I-O. That's all I need to know. All I need to know is the masalas and the curries. and the, I know what I need You're to know. You're just trying to eat. That's what yeah, chicken <laughs> yeah, that butter chicken. That's all I need. That's right, that butter chicken, that karma. Okay, that chicken masala. Yeah, I know what the hell I need to yeah, know. Exactly. Okay, How's the nigga that made that? <laughs> Well, we're going to keep it moving for all those folks out there. Uh, I saw some new stuff out here. You know, I want to see how how was your weekend is the headline on this one. Uh, the weekend broke Michael Jackson's touring record. Uh, the weekend after uh, after hours uh, till dawn tour became the best selling tour in history by a black artists with 350 million in ticket sales. Name your favorite. Uh, weekend song, and do you feel like he's worthy? Like, is that is should this be a big deal, or you think this is just of uh the situation? Like, you feel? I mean, because I mean, I feel like that's a very prestigious record to break with the artist that was that popular at that time. I never saw human beings just pass out by seeing that person. I did see that with Michael Jackson. There was only certain amount of artists that you saw on video. Folks passed out from seeing this person. And so it was kind of weird. Like, so now I look at the weekend. I happen to watch his, his concert, one of the older concerts, or maybe it was a newer concert on Amazon. Um, I just waited till Starboy came on. And the other songs was like, all right, I heard that. That's great. But it wasn't like, damn, like I was like, yo, I'm gonna spend money and do this. So no. I don't know. Like, I don't you know. know. That I'm was not like a, that Super Bowl that was in Tampa during the COVID year. Yeah, and I'm it was a, like, nah. I'm not yeah, a fan. Yeah. I'm not a but fan like that. So so give me some insight. Help so Aaliyah, Aaliyah, give me some insight to is this a thing that he, we should be praising him about? I, I will say like this: congratulations to the weekend for breaking that record, right? Uh, let's start there. Um and a lot of people, you have to realize that for him, I, at least to me, he's in his own category. He's not a rapper. He's not. I mean, he's definitely R&B. He's a singer. He is a pop star. He's that's his genre, if you will. Him breaking the records, I feel like, has a lot to do with his song being um, his song being featured on Fifty Shades of Grey. Because okay. what happened was <laughs> a lot of people got interested in the Fifty Shades of Grey. And because that song was playing in the background and he did do a few remixes for it, um, a lot of people became interested in knowing who The Weeknd was. Um, once that happened and people start saying, oh, I like this song too. Oh, I like that album. Then it became... Oh, now you just got all these fans that you picked up that would not have any reference as to who you were had they not heard your song on a book that they read. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was a fan of the weekends before he, you know, was merged into um Starboy Star came out before that though, right? Yeah, he had songs out before yeah. this. I like his music, but then when they smashed it up with 50 Shades of Grey, so here you go, you got a whole lot of women out there. Mm -hmm who really got into this book, mm -hmm. you got a whole subset of the population mm -hmm. who uh, got that life. Yeah. The, the, okay. so the, well, you're you. telling me, so you're telling me that the sex bondage 
genre is keeping him afloat. I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down to y'all. Like, literally, literally, let me tell you, because it's very much similar to boxing arenas. Okay. Back then, the arena, you had, you had certain arenas. Okay. Now, these arenas are way bigger than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's it's a little it's a little like the numbers is, it, is a little fuzzy is because it population of the fact that you now have an O2 arena in the UK. You know what I'm saying? That was that that was not an option back in the day. You had smaller event venues everywhere. AT and T Stadium. Nobody was having concerts back then. You know, in an AT and T uh, uh, stadium in Dallas. Like there are all these different complexes now that are like mega compounds that was not the case when michael jackson was around and mm-hmm. also they weren't you know they, were, they wasn't keeping up with the numbers on concerts like they were on the billboard uh, billboard records yep. nobody mm-hmm. is ever going to break these older guys including like whitney houston you're not going to break their records when it comes to selling albums is it because their albums are way better than the ones today we could have a we could have a conversation about that but the main thing is that people don't really buy records now you know what I'm saying? So like it's making it look like like they're like mega stars when people in our in our you know distant future look back and they're like, wow, no, these artists here in the 80s, they was the ones that was you know breaking these you know records and selling platinum. And then you look here and we don't see that because you know we no longer consume that um media content in the same manner. So um, that's that's probably the real difference. It's just the size of the venues are way better. But hey, we can you know what he got he got himself some good Caucasian followers, honey. <laughs> so look, can take it to the ghetto. Hold on, it's like we can't got them. We can't got more more Caucasian fans. They spend their money uh, hey. for their artists in a different way than the black um, consumer does. Like you, you know, it's 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 a little different. I mean. Um, they know how oh. to target us. They never did. I mean, the artists now they don't really target black folks because they know we're trying to get some stuff on the low low and sending <laughs> and doing all this other type stuff. <laughs> uh, so they, they they mainly target you know to who's gonna pay, who's the top selling artist now in, in this in this time period. Guys, it's country music. Country music fans, they are ride or die, honey. And they are the oh. ones that are actually spending all their coins on albums still today yeah, yeah. and concerts, etc. So I would say I would say for sure. Yeah, I'm for sure our album sales was probably higher in that genre, but also yeah. I would say I would say influence was uh Hip hop is always just yeah, just influence wise. Like I was listening to uh, who was it? It was um, was it Little Baby? It may have been Little Baby album where he got like two. He got like a country song on there with uh, with um, (laughs) some dude like something Moriere or something. He got some country song on there. That mug go though. I was in there like, dang, that mug is kind of nice. I mean, let's face it, country music today don't sound like it did when I was listening to it. Oh, with my I grandparents. know it was. Little yeah. Dirt. That's what it is. Little Dirt got because he had Little Dirt had the song with um uh with J Cole. Oh my life. He, then he has he has a song "Stand by Me" with Morgan Whalen, and that mug is a straight country like boy. Him. And that mug, bang, yeah, that uh, mug, bang. I was like, oh, that's dope. Whalen, yeah, yeah. Hey. yeah. Yeah, more. Oh, I got I got a question though for real. Yeah. So 
I mean, maybe it's just me, but mm-hmm. I feel like the weekend sounds just like Michael Jackson in damn way. Like I mean, he, that's very true too. He that sounds like Michael Jackson. I feel like Michael. Dinner. I think yeah. the weekend is Michael Jackson anyway, reincarnated. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just never liked the weekend. I never liked the weekend because it sounded like Michael Jackson. He's got that same timbre in their voice for sure. I'm about to say he sound is very reminiscent between um, Michael Jackson and Prince. Like yeah. I feel like he can wave between the two. Um, yeah, exactly. He still like has his own to me. He still has his own unique sound. Like wow. and be like that's the weekend on. You know what I mean yeah. on. Thing that he stars in or any or features on or anything that he's um um singing um whereas uh, you know getting back to what we were saying about like earlier rappers um <laughs> they all sound the same right now they all sound the same right yeah <laughs> I don't know if the water that they drinking or that lean got them sounding the same but it quite the they all sound the same so, you know they all sound like they pop 40 damn perks they all sound yeah. like it was left behind a couple yeah. of times they, they all got sing- lean voice, lean voice, and perk voice. Like, like they, they borrow on each other's I'm vocal sorry, cords. I like my, I like my DMX, and I like, I like them type of rappers with that roughness in their voice. Yeah. You know that rasp. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that do something to a female. She said, you better have a voice that's close to being uh, abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love you though. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to lose my mind. All right, then next. I'm about to lose it. Sit, nigga. I'm just saying, these, these rappers today, like they if the male ones, I don't see how they have any female uh fan base because I mean, if they don't have the voice, they don't got it. I can sound like somebody little kid is rapping over, you know, kitty kitty blocks. That's what it sounds like. like we can't discuss. We can't have a conversation if you high on drugs. We can't have a conversation if your pants tighter than mine. We can't have a t- conversation if. No, that's all. Hanging out the back of your pants, you ain't got no belt on, or you got a belt on and it's tied around your thigh meat. And now <laughs> it's like I don't understand that. That is Wait, what about the dresses? You gotta we gotta put the dresses in there. Oh, yeah, you got the purse, the purse. dresses, purses, skirts, wearing dresses and purses. Like, nigga, what Get the fucking I I can't. boxes are now doing it. Oh no, what they done paid you to do this? Type rapper. <laughs> Somebody, you you, you in the ring and you can kick somebody ass, and now you sitting up here saying uh, you got a purse. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Right. 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 my mental capacity here. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't match. It doesn't I don't match. need nobody who's who's fluid in a gender. I don't need nobody who's who's still figuring things out. I don't need nobody. <laughs> I'm good, homie. Like that. Figure things out. I don't know if you like <laughs> whatever you need to go do, but I'm good over here. That's uh-huh. no, I just grew up in the era where only people who, who did the things that you're doing are the ones who came back from jail and and you know forgot that they no longer in jail. So I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. but I'm you good. see what I, that's what well, I'm saying. It's like how can they have a you know LL? 
he he made it like he broke that barrier where it's like I'm a rapper, but I can have female fans. Like mm. you can't get that out of this generation here. Like there is no way you're gonna reach some type of numbers with a female fan base, and and you sounded like you more timid than me. <laughs> I got more bass in my voice, and I can be like, get your ass over here. And they like looking at they like. That's how the music sounds. I'm a straight fan. I'm a Drake. I'm a fan of Drake's music. I still see Aubrey from way back in the day. Oh, like, like she called it Aubrey. Yeah. He straight, straight Nickelodeon Aubrey. Dog. Yeah, anytime, hey, anytime okay, your name okay. starts with two vowels, bitch, you gay shit. Two vowels. I don't mind oh, two, Drake. You know, oh, y'all, y'all, you don't like AA Ron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. First of all, you think you're gonna raise your voice at me? Uh -oh. uh -oh. <laughs> hey, look, hold up. I'm a, I look. I'm gonna I'm give y'all when you I'm want a, to. I'm gonna give you a. Uh, I'm gonna give you an Aubrey joint. He was very Aubrey when he brought uh, J Cole out at his concert in Montreal and was uh like saying, "Hey, man, we gotta do a song together." And I'm like, "Hold up! I ain't never. I ain't never. If you're the top artist." And you like making money like you the guy and J. Cole like really, I, like that's, that's crazy. I love about him though. That now don't get me wrong, J Drake is really oh, first of all, he's no. like no friends, okay? But <laughs> no friends, but I'ma be oh I'ma be on bended knee like J. Cole, no, no please be on. Let me do a song with you. <laughs> uh, we all know Drake was cool for that one moment when he was hooked up with Riri. Riri changed his life. Adam, like, you know, skipping a beat or two, but and, that song was everything. And she um she won the Grammy. I still treat her ass like a nominee. And I was just like, <laughs> talking about my cousin, okay? Yeah. okay. Like, Riri changed his life for a moment, so we gotta he like mad. excuse Drake now, guys. He was he, he's been influenced by the Rihanna. <laughs> I mean, she she's done hey, many guys flip out. So <laughs> the fuck what? Yeah, Drake, Drake, a thug. Drake, Drake of blood. You think it's he been, a, he, been a, he been around? He been around maybe. The man, soldier boy, thugged out. <laughs> Based on that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next thing on top. Let me tell you something. When BET had in Florida, no, it said in the South, God, and they said they played Soldier Boy song, I was more than ruined. I said, oh, hell no. No, they didn't. BET Award, who is this? No, you did not. You know, this is not representing the South. You got to claim them now. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. They could have brought out Trick Daddy and all them. Like they could have okay, really, like, really. Well, I mean, I was, I was hyped when I was hyped when my man, when Master P came out. I was like, oh, let's go. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah, they they out and just yeah. had, and had uh, Andre 3000 be like, walk it out. Like, exactly. Walk that motherfucker out. Okay. Like, I don't need to see Soulja Boy as that, that song being representative of the South. No. I, I don't see it. 200 food stamps over, over dinner with Soulja Boy. That shit was on social media. Who's pregnant? Sakura said somebody was pregnant. 
Oh, Brad, the Brad was oh, pregnant. Brad. Like, was. You know. Yeah, I said they could have brought out the Brad. Then I said, oh, wait, she, yeah, she, was, she was pregnant, pregnant at that time. Yeah. yeah. She just had a little boy. Pregnant yeah, by yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but she had some hits back then. I'm just saying, anybody besides yeah. Soulja Boy, that's my point. So funkified. Yeah. All right. So we're going to keep it moving, though. We're going to keep it moving. I got a little review. Uh, I listened to King Bond's uh, album that just came out called Grandson. Uh, he had about three joints. This is pretty much with the drill that's the one of the categories there of uh hip-hop now uh so we got drill music out of chicago i think that's a chicago thing and uh real uh real oppie jealous and robberies were the ones that were more songs for me because they actually talked about something told a little story gave a little something the beat changed up more than uh all the other ones that were pretty regular uh but go check out king von if you want to not saying it's well, bad or anything, I mean, but check him check out because that picture is so cute. You know, so <laughs> hey, just just for the album cover, yeah, yeah. so you can go check them out. You know what I'm saying? See what it's about. So uh, it's reminiscent yeah. of the Biggie Smalls album. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is yes. actually. Yep, yep. Same same type, <laughs> same type deal, same type deal. So uh, if you if you do like drill, the little drill music that they uh, that comes out of of uh, Chicago or whatnot. Uh, he's gonna give you some of that, some of that vibe, and he has a few other songs. Like I said, uh, real Oppie, jealous, and robberies were the ones that I uh, did enjoy. So now we're gonna keep it pushing. So now uh, I think we're gonna drop into a little interview session with our guest. Let's go, Armstrong yeah. of the Boxing Playhouse Inc. Give, so it up, boxing, give it up, boxing, give it up, give it up, give it up. You know what I'm saying? Right, representing. So, uh, yes, just, just giving uh, a little background on uh, on you, Shakira. The, give give us a little background of how you even got into this and and, and how everything kind of goes around. So, talk to it. Okay, well, to go way back, uh, that would be my fiance when he was just like, let's just, you know, create some t-shirts so we can have to wear, you know, some boxing t-shirts so we can have to wear when we go to these events for boxing. I'm like, okay, cool. Then the next thing it was, oh, well, you know, three or four more people, they wanted this shirt. So I'm like, okay, let me just do a website because you're messing up the orders. And of course, you mean, you know, you do. <laughs> I'm messing up the order, so we Look, have to do a website. I ain't still ain't get my t-shirts to call. I know it. Okay. I know it. I know it. Cause these, these shirts that he designed are like $55 to be made. So when I stick that <laughs> that sticker price on there of 65 bucks, nobody want to pay for it no more. But <laughs> that's needless to say, um, you know, we was doing social media anyway, marketing. Um, so, you know, we had this one uh, promoter, boxing promoter that asked us, hey, can you think you could go live and, you know, just interview some of my boxers and, and, and you know, just tie it into our event that's coming up? So I said, OK, yeah, we sure can. I'll send you that invoice. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> so how you do it. We did that. Yeah, we did that. And then, you know, next thing we know, COVID was rolling in and. We were getting huge numbers then when the COVID was just like, you know, had everybody at home, basically. They ain't just home and they just bored. They looking at, you know, whatever fancies their taste at that moment. So, you know, we kind of rode that wave and, um, you know, then it became more about appearances. They wanted us to be at these boxing events in the area. So we would start, you know, being more present there as media and covering fights. Um, 
And then we were still doing interviews as well. I also wanted to empower women in the sport because I didn't see that many women in the forefront um, as far as me being a female. And so I started having the first Friday, well, first th Thursdays of each month was considered a ladies night. And we would highlight either a female in boxing or you know, like actually a boxer or they were in the industry as far as being behind the scenes and really contributing to these larger promotional companies, some top rank, um, you know, or or they managed a boxers in the industry. Um, we had the first lady of boxing. Uh, she was on there, which she was um, a part of the contender, you know, like that. That's an example of some of the um, people that we go through there um you know on the podcast with um then you know another thing that happened was they were starting to ask me hey can you write an article about that and i'm like i'm not a, i don't know how to write no article they're like yes you can you can do it you can do it so i'm like all right i'm trying to write articles so now i also write articles covering some of these events or covering an artist or covering a boxer that actually achieves something that's you know kind of like more of a unique or a unicorn type thing to achieve so that that just is like the cornerstone of like how it just started branching out for some from some t-shirts that we were just mm. gonna wear to the fights wow, that's <laughs> awesome. and that's so it awesome. ended up with us being um doing commentating work at some of these events so now i'm a what you call a color commentator at events okay. Where okay. I fights yeah. with um, people like Antonio Tarver, mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, I also that with Nate Campbell, the Galaxy Warrior, mm -hmm. um, so some uh, Mancini, a couple of big names that I've been able to actually, you know, sit beside and and just call fights, and and that's such an amazing feeling, you know, to wow. to just know that somebody is actually acknowledging that that your hard work, you know, is paying off, and they see you. So I'm grateful. Fantastic. That's awesome. That, that is awesome crazy. to hear. So that's good stuff. Uh, big names out there and do, being able to do the color commentating. Uh, were you ever really like interested in the writing part? Like, was that something that you did like in your spare time or was it just because of this situation that you even got into writing at all? Right. Well, I used to write music. I used to work at a, a um, music studio over in Orlando. Um, and I was like the admin person. So a lot of times these guys, the artists would come in, they would need bios and things. So, um, I caught, I ended up having to do those bios. <laughs> so there was a little bit of writing, but it was more towards the music artists at that time. But, um, as far as boxing, no, like never. And I'm not considered like, well, my mom always told me, like, you should write, you should write. And I fought it, you know. <laughs> and yeah. now it's just kind of crazy how that turned, you know, full circle. And I'm not writing about, you know, boxing, uh, which is something I never would have thought I would be writing about. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Roz, you got anything? Yeah, man, that's crazy. First of all, like I said, um, it's a blessing to have you on here. Like, we definitely appreciate you coming on. But, man, so... I guess my question is, because like I said, knowing you 10 years ago until now, have you grown so much in that industry? And so as a female, do you find there are a lot of obstacles dealing with the you know the actual industry accepting you as a female reporter or a female commentator, you know, coming in, you know, just coming in? Because like I said, I know boxing is kind of like one of those sports to where 
it's male dominated, and now females are coming up. So, uh, so uh, like, give us give us a little a little background on on you as a as as a female commentator, just like basically taking over um, with a, a you know a male dominated you know, sport. Right. I mean, it's not only a male dominated sport, but it's a top heavy male dominated sport. And, um, mm. you know, of course, in the very, very beginning, when I told people what I was doing, I had gotten some laughs and I got some people that actually were like, oh, that's right. Well, you have him to help you. Like, in other words, he's feeding me, my fiance, they thinking that he's feeding me the information on boxing when it wasn't the case. So it took like at least a year or two to get those same people, some of which are former world champions, by the way, <laughs> to yeah. get them to understand like, nah, this is something I love now. This is something that I'm passionate about and I don't necessarily have to have his help. Is it great to be able to have someone to bounce ideas off of? Or he he's a little older than me, so his knowledge, he's more like an historian as far as he can go back further than I can and, and can give me a boxer's name that I might feel are basically is similar to the boxer that I'm writing about now. You know what mm. I'm saying? So he does have that type of encyclopedia type brain with dates, event times, and all this stuff is in his head. So um, when I can't, when, I, when it goes further back than years wise than when I was around, then I can defer to him, but he's not like, feeding me all the information like these guys had it in their heads. Um, the other thing that is very difficult is um, when you're trying to branch out with the commentating and normally they, they have it where they only, you know, they're only going to let one, one female in with two men, you know, like that's their formula right now. Um, whereas I'm like, okay, but if there's two females, it's better than these one of these two men. Why can't it be two me females and one male? So, you know, that's something that I've been pushing for. It's like, even if it doesn't have to be me that you choose as a second female, it's the fact that you need to open up your minds to explore the fact that you don't necessarily have to have it male dominated on your commentating team. But um, just last night, ironically, I was watching a fight um, on the zone and it was actually Alicia Baumgartner, her, um, her undisputed title, um, she was defending so she was the main event in detroit her hometown and they did have it guys they had two females commentating and one minute. yes so i am seeing some progress but at the same time there are still some barriers another barrier would be that i do have a southern accent you do still have people out here that feel like a southern accent is indicative of someone that doesn't have intelligence or you know like oh people aren't ready for that why not why they're not ready for it i mean i bet you they understand me better than they understand you you know <laughs> you have it talking the yeah. same they talking you're talking you know too professional for for people nowadays they just want an authentic person so i'm still fighting that particular stereotype as well so you know, it's some things also being African-American. So it's it's like you have to love what you what you're doing or what you're pursuing. You have to love it or else you will not be able to take some of the doors that are slammed in your face. So due to the fact that it's like I'm going to this event, whether you choose me to be on your commentating team or not. So I'm, I'm going to have my fun regardless if you 
actually, you know, want to use me or not. You have to have that mentality because eventually somebody going to get sick one night. They ain't going to be able to be there. Guess who's going to be there? Or <laughs> yep. it's going to be something. Uh-oh, where's she at? Okay, there she yeah. is. <laughs> she popped out. Yeah, so it's a lot of things that, you know, um, can be barriers, and that goes for music as well. But you just have to be doing something that you love regardless of, you know, where you want to be in that particular sport. Understandable. Understandable. Aaliyah, do you have a you got a you got a question for? Yes, I do. Um, now, do you enjoy seeing the men fight better more, or do you enjoy commentating on a women fight, or is it just like a fight? As long as it's a good fight, is is cool, or you just right. the, it's your preference? Um, it is the matchups. It, it's all about you know the higher competition fighting the higher competition, or you know the best fighting the best. Um, it's also, you know, you don't want to go to a local card either and see a bunch of first round knockouts because it's so unevenly matched. So even on that level, you want to see some type of competitiveness. So I would say it really doesn't matter if it's male or female. Although in the beginning, um, we were watching way more men fight than we were women because it's only in the, like the last three years that these females are you know, starting to now get their shine and have these main events and have more television time. Okay. Um, prior to that, they would be considered on the part of the undercard that right. most people don't even see because it's it's not the televised, televised entertainment, entertainment up until the main event type thing. Right. right. Um, so yeah. now that being said, do you frequent like local gyms and stuff to say talk to the to, to not necessarily interview, but just like keep your ear out as far as who are the up and coming fighters are, like who you think you, you know, who they are planning on, um, who they're training up to go to the next title fight or, you know, right. you know, and I'm only asking because I, um, I grew up in a gym um, who was a fighter. <laughs> hey, that's right. Gym rats. <laughs> that's what we call them, gym rats. I mean, and I love that, you know, that you have that experience. But um, yeah, we do. We're actually lucky because here in the Tampa Bay area, there are lots of gyms. We have Winky Wright, um, Antonio Tarver. There's um, Thurman, uh, Keith one time Thurman. He's in a gym that's like, you know, three minutes away from here. So um, we're able to go and frequent these gyms and see what's the next great talent that's right. out there. And a lot of times we do feature some of those talents on our podcast. Okay, awesome. So I, I, got, I got a question, uh, Lofton. So yeah. I got... Before you know, before I let you get, before I let you get too far out of here. So on the 29th, we got coming up. We got Spence Crawford. All right, I'm gonna well, give you Spence and Crawford, and I then I'm gonna allow you. the I was gonna allow the guests to ask the question. Oh my bad, because oh my bad, because I, 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 I kind of know what she's thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because I know we 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 got a fight party coming up. Um, okay. so you know, since so Spence and Crawford, and then I think on the August 5th you got um, uh, Jake or Jake Paul and um. Was uh, Diaz? Nick, Nick Diaz. Yeah. So, so give me some, give me, give me some insight on what uh, on, on on these two fights and and um how you feel like they're gonna they're gonna go um and that and I know like I said you can't as far as I mean you can you can only say so much but as far as your insight uh what, how you feel about these two fights? 
Um, both of them are going to be great for the sport, first of all. Mm-hmm. They, they both are giving exposure, more eyeballs on boxing um, that necessarily had tuned out for a while because these matchups weren't happening. So both of them are going to be great as far mm-hmm. as on that level. The Spence versus Crawford fight, both of them are highly skilled. They both are in a position where they want to move up after they finish this particular fight. So even if we do see a rematch between the two, it might possibly not be at welterweight. It might be at like a, um, what they call a super welterweight, or it's also known as a junior middleweight. Middleweight. So, which is like 154 pounds as opposed to 147. Um, So that just goes to show you that they, they are basically two guys that are almost grown out of that per that particular division. So we're going to see some power between these two guys. They, they are, they're going to be ready to come at each other. Both want that title as the number one of the division after so many years of back and forth over who is better. They both want that title. It's more like, um, it's it's like a classic. It's going to be like le- legendary because we mm. get to know who is the next reigning king of welterweights since like Sugar Ray and Hagler when they were fighting each other in that in that weight class. I mean, the four kings, that's a whole nother topic, like because they're four of them and there's <laughs> never going to be anything like that to me in that particular division of welterweight again. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, since what, what people are interested in right now is after Floyd's reign over that welterweight division, who is the next crop of these guys that's been there that is going to be the dominant one that we can say was the best. Uh, for me, Crawford has a little bit more tools in the back by basket. He can be orthodox. He can be Southpaw. He can be aggressive. He can fight you on the outside. There's a lot of things that he likes to do. Errol likes for men, like he likes it when you're ready to bang with him. Like if he gets to a certain point, he's going to be forcing the action. He's going to try to make Crawford um, mm-hmm. fight on his back feet. He's going to be trying to use his craftiness um, to, to try to bait him into the type of fight that will hopefully benefit him. Um, I think that the mindset for Crawford apparently is more methodical where, you know, he's not going to allow, he's going to be able to see any tricks that are coming his way. So um, I feel like for that reason, Crawford is probably going to be the one that comes out of that fight as numero uno. He's already pound for pound number one on the ESPN list. And this has been going on for years. So it's time for him to now prove that that number one pound for pound that he's been receiving is legit. That Mm. that is the actual, you know, that, that, that ranking is correct. So that's for that fight. Mm -hmm. Um, But you guys tell me who you got before we go on the Diaz versus. uh, Go ahead, Hayes. Hey, um, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably riding with with Spence. Man. Uh, I think I've seen him fight, and uh, like she was talking about, he got tools, man. He can he can do everything. It, it's it's difficult to get through uh, the the way that he fights, the way that he can switch every, everything. Um, 
and that's I feel like what? That's Crawford. Was yeah. it Crawford? Oh, my bad. My bad. Because Crawford yeah. was in Kansas City, right? He's like Kansas or something like that, right? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I knew it was out there in the, in the, in the, uh, out there in the flats. They go for like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, know, but, cowboys. <laughs> yeah, like I've seen, you know what I'm saying? I've, I think I've seen, because what Spence has been out a little bit longer as a fight, right? He has had some injuries yeah. um, that, you know, he had a, a very serious uh, car accident. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had an orbital bone fracture that caused him to not be able to fight Pacquiao. Um, yeah. So yeah. I've seen Crawford. I've seen Crawford's yeah. fights on ESPN more recently, and he's been he's it's one of those things like watching him fight. It's very Mayweatherish because he's he's very technical, and he you can see the plan working in his head as he's fighting his opponent. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, he knows exactly what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish. There's nothing that's surprising him. He's very much like, okay, I I saw the video. I've watched him fight. I know he's going to do this. I'm going to counter with this. And some of the, I think like the last fight that I watched, it was very much like it was a train, more of a training fight because he was like, oh, I know I can knock this person out whenever I want to. I'm just going to practice certain things and then I'm going to get him out of here in the eighth round. And he pretty much did that. It was just like, all right, let's practice this, practice this. All right, cool. All right, it's time. I need to go spend time with the kid. And he just was like, yeah, <laughs> he's going to do it out. And I was like, oh, that yeah. That was the yeah, Sean so Porter nice. fight. I mean, yeah, if Sean yeah. Porter gave the litmus test is that Sean Porter fought Spence and Crawford. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Crawford and Porter had a 12-round decision fight. Right, right. Um, and it was very close. Yeah. Whereas when Bud decided, like when his train, his co- um, his corner told him, like, "Hey, you you probably behind on the cars." He like what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back out and like stopped him. Yeah, very next like, round, like right, it's go. like okay, yeah. I didn't realize, like yeah. you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. those two were friends, so he probably yeah. was just like letting them, like you know, yeah. have his like, moments and stuff. But then yeah. when he found out he was behind, he's like, oh hell no, like yeah, you know, <laughs> time yeah, very, time for me to kick it up a bit. What so, you think, Aaliyah? Um, I say I don't know nothing about sports, but this doesn't sound like Hot Wings going to be involved, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, no. I got I got Crawford. Like so I, I'm the same way. Yeah. I like so I, I I um I kind of feel like he's a smarter fighter. Um, so it, and like I said, um, it just over over the time, like over time, I've watched him, and like I said, it does seem. And I'm I so I'm not I'm a big MMA MMA mm-hmm. fighter. Um, you know, oh, so in oh, person, oh, but oh, there you but, go. You know, what I'm saying so, and and that was that that leads me to my next question. Why why we're talking about it? So my question to you is, do you feel like boxing is making a comeback? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, MMA took over for a while, you know, and then, you know, it was like everybody got into MMA, kind of left boxing, but now boxing, to me, seems like it's making a comeback. And I was trying to kind of get, want to get your, get your intake on that. Like, what do, you, what do you feel? Do you feel, you know, the boxing is making a comeback, you know, due to, you know, saying the new talent, younger, you know, the younger generation coming up. Um, you know, it's funny that people say that, like the diehard fans, they've never left boxing. Um, now this newer generation, they like instant gratification a little bit more, and they like the fact that it's only one belt over at the UFC because there's only one company. So it's very easy to figure out who the real champion is in that particular MMA world. Um, And then they always are fighting the best opponents 
Whereas it's a lot of people that are more involved in when a, ma a major fight or a mega fight can happen in boxing. So those are some, the two main things that's different is like, you know, it's not one company when, when you're dealing with boxing. It's I have a management team. You have a management team. I also have a management team that works with this distributor, right. this particular, you know, they're working with this network, whereas this opponent is working with an entirely different network. So it's a lot more players involved when you want to make a mega fight. Um, it's just the fact that the, 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 the matchups weren't happening. There was a lot of talk on Twitter, a lot of buzz on Facebook, a lot of going back and forth with the talk game, the shit right. talking, you know, but we weren't getting the actual end result, which is to actually see them fight. So right, people right. were getting frustrated with that. But this year it's been a lot different, whereas these matchups are really happening. And I think one key reason that that's the case is because they're starting to see like, oh, okay, the fan, they will pay for this. But they won't pay, won't for, pay this for that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's right. like, okay, we got to make this stuff happen because we're losing money now. Like, we got to right. like give these fans kind of what they want, but these numbers got to make sense too. Right. So yeah, it's true. more effort into making it work instead of just being like, oh, well, he's on the other side of the you know stream, and I'm and and I don't have to deal with that. Like, you yeah. know, that fight's not going to happen right now because they work with this company and I work with this company. It's less of that, and the boxers really wanting to work together like Spence and Crawford did. You know, a lot of conversations just between the two of them on how they could make these numbers and how they could make this fight happen. Mm -hmm. um, what I still would like to see more of, though, is that mentality like um, we were talking about earlier with um, the Four Kings, for instance. They wanted to be the best. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's 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 a it's a bragging rights to that and it's a legend to that. Nobody cares that Roberto Duran, one of the best that ever lived, has some losses. They yeah. they don't care. Yeah. He's a fucking legend. Yeah, you hey, know? um, sorry to interrupt, but but sorry to interrupt, yeah. but give give the people out there that are listening, like when you talk about four kings, like who who are you talking about as uh the four kings of, of that particular division? Right. Well, we got the Sugar Ray. We got Sugar Ray Leonard. We got Roberto Duran. We got Tommy Hearns. And who was who the fourth one? I'm trying to remember. Just Hagler. Hagler. Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler, yeah. Okay. So, first of all, it's, it's some things going on with that. Like, Marvin Hagler liked to stay at middleweight his entire career. Everybody else, when you go to a Duran, he started at a lightweight and stayed there for 10 damn years, reigning just lightweight. Mm -hmm. Then moved up, jumped over the next division and landed in the welterweight division, fought one fight, and then was like, I'm going, we're having the Sugar Ray Leonard fight. Mm -hmm. Right after yeah. the right, like one like warm up, you know, and getting accustomed to the additional weight. Yeah. And he's already like, we fighting, you know what I'm saying? I'm fighting yeah. the best. I want to know that I'm the best or if you're the best. So right. these are the type of fights that they had back then. And I think that's why people are still like, I love that era. I love that mm -hmm. era. You know, same yeah. with Ali and them era. They, they, they're into the fact that they wanted to fight to know who was better. They wanted to be the best. Right. And these boxers today, some of them do have that and some don't. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. like, I want to get paid. I need this money to come in and I don't care if I got to like, kind of like dip and hide and not have this fight with you. 
in order for me to get to this particular point in my career where I'm making more money. That yeah. like that, that's something yeah. that we're seeing more of now. Right. We didn't see more but, of the money. Uh, I was looking at Mr. Ismail and he's like, Errol, yes, Errol is a beast in the ring. I mm. just think that there's a lot of hidden things going on with <laughs> Errol. He can be in top shape, yes, but he's also been through more wars than Crawford has. Just mm. because he had competition available to him that Crawford did not. Does mm. it mean that Errol is better than Crawford? No, but it does mean he's more worn. Just a little bit, and then you add on that tremendous, you know, car accident, mm -hmm. um, and 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 you know that you've got a boxer there that, you know, he's ready to cash out. Let has me a little, yeah, yeah, has a little more vulnerabilities, and uh, and could be more yes. willing to, mm -hmm. to be done. Now, does he have a chance of knocking out uh, Bud? It's hard to tell because Bud hasn't been against a power puncher in competition. Um, he also asked the question about Errol in Mayweather sparring. Mm -hmm. uh, Mayweather did admit that um, Errol had hit him with a great shot in sparring. What people don't understand about sparring is that particular day, I might just be working on my right hook, or I might be just working on my jab that day, or I could be just working on my footwork. So mm -hmm. it's hard to gauge like, yeah, you might have got over on somebody one particular day, but it depends on what the hell they were actually working on that day. Right. Um, right, but right. but it was good publicity for Arrow for sure. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, made him look good. Yeah, I got a good one on old Florida. I'm I'm the man. I'm the next. I'm the next one up at welterweight. So right, right. Yeah, I mean it's still fast. a great fight. It's just that's a great matchup. Period. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a a great matchup. Uh, like we don't want to hold you too long, so we want to get a a quick a quick uh a not analysis uh analysis real quick of uh what you were talking about for the nick diaz fight diaz oh, and, yes, uh, yes, and jake yes. paul and then i know we had a guest or mr ismail talked about uh you know uh this uh felton fight that's oh, happening yeah, real Fulton, quick so we, cool boys. Yeah, yeah. knock those out real quick and then we gotta uh then we'll have to do our uh respect your deck so we'll have three questions for you after that. So go ahead. Okay. Well, Ismail, I'm I'm going with Fulton all day when it comes to NUE and the monster. My thing is that's a sleeper fight. I call it a sleeper fight when nobody's talking about this fight, but yeah, it's one of the best matchups so far of this year. Maybe in the last two years, actually, because these two are evenly yoked. Now, what we have to realize is that Fulton is going to have to travel over to Japan to have this fight. He's going to have a lot of things against him. So the best thing for Fulton to be able to do would be if he can actually knock out his opponent because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to get cheated on the cards because he's over on, on you know, um, NUE's turf. Mm -hmm. And he definitely doesn't want to be stuck with a judge's decision that is favoring the in-house guy. So um, to me, that's the only way he's going to really get that that decision, whether he earned it or not, is if there's some type of stoppage. Can right. he do it? Absolutely. I think the monster, he's been built as something great, which he does have a lot of talent for sure. Mm -hmm. But has he faced a real dog from Philly? Okay, you <laughs> as a dog. <laughs> Don't get her hype, man. Don't get her hype. I mean, I'm just being real. Philly, <laughs> Philly fighters, they're, they're legends. B-Hop was from Philly, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talent that's up there still, including Stephen Fulton. So, to me, it's like, oh, in his boots, Philly. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. this is this is a a fight town. They know he, how to train there. He's gonna go to Japan and he's gonna show out. That's all I'm gonna say. And if they go up there and you talk about like um you talk about Fulton by KO or TKO late round. No, I think like you said, it's gonna be a good fight between the two of them. And this is coming from somebody who don't know nothing about these people. It's the simple fact that he's from Philly. I, all I'm saying is, uh, guess what? That you're a fight girl, but you're a fight girl because you ready to see that ass whooping. That's what. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. She goes with me. She supports us as as a um, business, but mm -hmm. she's like, "Oh my God, somebody stop it! Oh, this guy's really hard." Like, no, she she don't want to see that part. But when you're vicious and you want to see the ass whooping, that's you. To fight until you it is not you can don't stop the fight until you see blood or somebody got hit so damn hard you can see him doing one of them numbers and then that just make a leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Go to the wrong person. Yes. Okay. But anyway, that's that's the deal with Fulton versus Inui. It's a sleeper fight, you know, and 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 it's coming on on like a Tuesday morning because they're yeah. so you know the time is so far off, but it right. is worth getting up early to see it um now just real quick diaz versus paul i got paul winning this one that's a big boy now, that yeah. is a huge yeah they're boy. they're fighting at uh fucking like 185 or something like that yeah they're cruiserweights yeah so yeah. you know first of all that's a big boy even at his weight class even if his opponent is the same size as him he still is a very strong uh a, a strong individual he mm. has that extra mm. yeah, so yeah. for me i he, people talk shit about him oh he don't know boxing oh this and that but guess what what he does have is true power this has actually been confirmed in several fights mm. he has knockout power will diaz be able to handle that absolutely not he has more mma experience which does include some disciplines of boxing don't get me wrong but you aren't fighting anywhere near that type of weight in real life as an MMA fighter. So True. you're now going to add on all this weight and go up there to this man's playground and you think you're going to have success. I it's can't wait to happen. happen. I <laughs> yeah, he going to get knocked out. So Paul, Paul going to handle business. Good stuff. But, you know, just like every, uh, every person that we have for an interview that is on our show, with it being, you know, about the culture, about the hip hop, about R&B, about music in general. We always have to respect your deck. You know what I'm saying? We got to respect the interviewee's deck. You know what I'm saying? And what, what that means is we ask you like three questions. So we're going to ask you a question about what's your favorite song? We're going to ask you a question. What's your favorite artist? And what's your favorite album? So, you know, you can kind of, if you want to uh, have it swim around in your mind a little bit, it'll be something like, Hey, you're on the you're on the desert island question. You know what I'm saying? And you're deserted. And what are the ones that you're taking with you? So we'll start out with uh, your favorite artist. So give it to us. What is your favorite, your number one artist that you would uh, that that you give us here at the Mid Country Podcast? Uh, you know what? I was listening to a lot of things the other day, and I actually landed on Frank Sinatra. Ooh, no. Sinatra! No. Yeah. Look at that! I have to go there because Frank was singing in his regular tone Ooh, voice. He was un motherfucking bothered, unbothered. Uh, it still sounded I, I go, freaking Frank. 
classic, <laughs> amazing. Have you ever heard anybody else with a voice like Frank Sinatra? Close, but not like they, they're forcing it a little bit more. Frank Sinatra was singing in his regular tone, y'all, and was chilling with his drink in his hand, Rat Pack style. And these amazing tones. So um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a bunch of runs and things like that for me. It's just mm -hmm. the tone of somebody's voice that right. really, um, you know, makes hey. me feel a wonderful. Hey, that's, that's, yeah. that's a, hey, look, and I'm going to say, hey, you the first one that dropped the Frank Sinatra on me. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, Frank Sinatra, welcome to okay. the show. Okay, and the he was always trying to woo a woman in these damn lyrics. I'm telling yeah. you, like, uh -oh. he's always talking about what he need from you, you know. Yeah, like gaze gotta, upon the stars. You know what I'm saying? Sound like we got a panty thrower on the show. You know what I'm saying? Gene know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, he said, another word. <laughs> he's like, another word. You know what I'm saying? Another word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, yeah. I, that's that's All number right. one. But I All do right. have an anthem that I hear in my mind when I get ready to go into some of these events um, okay. as a female, and and probably sometimes I'm the only female. And, yep. You know that, that that Eve song, "Who's That Girl?" <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And I also do Eve song where it's "Shake Your Tambourine." Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, if I want to get a crowd hype or something, I hear these type of songs in my head. You know, there you so, go. Okay, okay. you go. So, so we going that with your uh, with your favorite song? Um, dang, I gave you three songs right there. So, <laughs> we need one of them. What uh, you can pick one of them. I'm gonna go with "Fly Me to the Moon," Frank Sinatra. Okay, okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, so we got a uh, "Fly Me to the Moon" famous Frank Sinatra. We got Frank Sinatra as the go-to. What uh, the guy? And now, give us your uh, number one album. Oh my goodness, there are a couple of albums that I used to listen to in college, and I could just listen to them. Front to back, number one was Mary J. Blige. That was the damn Jake. My life. Okay, my life. <laughs> okay, if you're looking to and see what I see. There you go. Okay. There you go. I, I, I played that front to back. Yes, but then I also was listening to like Roots, their album. Um, you know, with the Afro. <laughs> There you go. Out, like on the cover, I can yeah. yeah, that that one was pretty dope too. And it was, guess what? It was more music instrumentals than yep. it was actual lyrics. I so mean, black it can happen. Busy, yeah, so, I mean, it was he was doing <laughs> exactly. And then one more would be Biggie Smalls, and he had that dope thing when I was in um, college where the baby was on the cover. Okay, okay, so ready. But to he die. had that song called "I'm Going Back to Cali." When you go back and listen to that damn song and you're like, whoa, that is so cryptic. Like, oh, you're like, this, that, you know, like, just yeah. the lyrics and just the fact that, you know, the irony of what really happened mm -hmm. and how he passed away, like, dog, you just yeah. be like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> one of those things. One of those things, so, for sure. So we got, we got Frankie Sinatra, Rat Pat Frank. We got Fly Me to the Moon. And we had what three albums? We got we got uh Mary J, Biggie, and uh and the roots. So I mean that, that, that's all classics right there. So once again, everyone, hands up and claps and applause for 
Boxing Playhouse Zone. Shakira. Armstrong. Let's Thank go. You guys. Thank Definitely. you, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. That's, so, that, that question really should be like, you know, per decade because, you know, each decade you got a different well, I mean, music. It becomes, it becomes extremely long if we start I, breaking I know, it down. Know, that we ain't never had Frank. Is yeah, he the yeah. Nas? Nas is on my list too. He's my yeah. favorite yeah. rapper for sure. Like yeah, uh, all the rappers, so, I loved what he was rapping about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. we got one more. So I'm, I'm gonna say we gotta knock this out in about two, three minutes. We got, got one you. more little deal. Uh, what you think about this? So Rajin, go ahead, give it to us. Hey, this week's, hey, this week's what you think about that is brought to you by LGI Fitness. Let's get it all day. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like doing it, do it anyway. Let's go. So check this out. Hey, um, so this week's uh, what you think about this? Uh, we we're talking about the woman. <laughs> or a man that won the, the, the what, what country was that? Um, it was uh, Miss Netherlands. Miss uh, so Netherlands. It was a, it was a trans model and doctor that was crowned uh, Miss Netherlands. And yeah, the Miss Miss, Miss Netherlands to go to the Miss Universe. So I want to know what you think about this. So we're gonna start. Matter of fact, we we'll start with Aaliyah. Aaliyah, so you got a you got a transgender male that won the Miss Netherlands competition. What you think about that? I support the LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> you said I will not She's be fucking up already. She's fucking it up already, y'all. With all my heart and all my, oh, I call them my babies. All my babies know that. But this has got to stop. This has got to stop. It has got to stop. It has got to stop. The whole premise behind being Miss Anything is being a damn Miss. I don't know. 40th damn Market Street. I, I'm just saying, like, you <laughs> say that because there are features um, that a woman has there's there are features that trans women will ultimately um uh get because of the hormones that they're taking um so now we start looking at things like we all know the miss anything competition is based on looks because half of them don't got talent I'm not, i mean nobody cares about their talent i should say but nine times out of ten is based on looks and if you're going down a list of things that you're miss usa miss netherlands miss world whoever is supposed to have, oh, she gotta look like this, she gotta look like this, this, this. How how do you how do you start incorporating features of a man, a, a trans a trans woman or a trans woman, however you're <laughs> identifying as I just I don't understand how that works. Like I don't need it. Do you That's feel like, do you feel a do you feel in at least in this situation and then i would say that i would say <laughs> the thing, i think the thing is like as a sport sports and competition that are relative to a specific yes. gender you feel that it is taking away from yes. those that have biologically arrived yes. at this and it's not a mentally yes. 
yes because what because what because now you're looking at that's like kate jenner winning like woman of the woman of the century or woman of the year or whatever how enough how does <laughs> here because she got a sex change that's trash you know what i'm saying you have women who have fought to be where they are women who have who in this particular case <laughs> Because you ain't gonna tell me half the damn people don't have eating disorders, but you have women who have shimmied themselves into this this body. You have women who have literally put forth, but a lot of them got fake asses too and fake breasts. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> I wish somebody would come in here and talk about some some trans man or woman trans woman trans woman. Some body who used to be. <gasps> The one the competition that I've been literally literally have been fighting six damn years, seven years to get into to win. Winning all these sidebar competitions that all the time they come in here and they win. That's bullshit. I'm out. I'm I quit. I quit. Wow, calm down. All right, all right, ma'am. All right, ma'am. All right. So so Aaliyah, we're gonna we're gonna check since we now have another on the show. I mean, Aaliyah here. did make some great points and a song came to my mind. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. <laughs> oh, hey. Okay. I love, Ain't I love how you stand like with the, the music real. podcast style. Let's go. Okay. Me. Ain't nothing like the real thing. But if we're being honest, some of us real women, we are not accepting of our own damn bodies. We're going out and we're getting just as much plastic surgery and different things inserted into our body, just like these transgender people. And the thing of it is, is like inclusivity is important. They're doing what we did, you know, well, what our parents and grandparents did when black people weren't accepted or allowed to be in these competitions. They didn't feel like we had the right type of beauty. We didn't fit the mold. Let these people have a damn moment and trance all over their damn stage and get and, and look just as beautiful as the women if that's what they see they calling is. A lot of us ain't never gonna be in no damn universe contest. I, I like did have the luxury of being into uh like a city one that it, it was like a Miss America, but it was you know, you start out on the city levels before you go to the state level to see who's gonna yep. be state. Yeah, my daughter and um there were other things that they were interested in, like you know, you had to have a cause, mm -hmm. you you had to be about something Some besides type, your damn self. Some type of talent. Yep. Yes, then you did have to have a talent. Um, then you did have an interview session so they could see if you actually were able to represent and 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 talk a certain way mm -hmm. being a presenter to people and then you had the beauty part which was the swimsuit and the nightgowns mm -hmm. so they had nightgowns yeah they have a nightgown uh, yeah you had a nightgown competition as well that's my boy one and i wasn't but like 15 by the way when this happened to me like i'm like this is overwhelming like these people are sitting up here judging me on my looks and you know, I did have a talent, which was singing. Mm -hmm. So I passed that part. But then what it really came down to, and I'm going to tell y'all the real tea, is who family got the most fucking money? That's yep. the motherfucking bitch that's going to win. So <laughs> regardless yep. if, they, 
And regardless if she comes and she's transgendered or not, guess what? That money reigns. Whoever got the most back and the most sponsorships, the most money behind them, they will take that crown. So let the damn people have their damn representation. Let everybody get lamented to the fact that they are just as important as our black folks, as, as our Latinos, as Native American, all these different ethnicities and minorities that had their moment in time to get you know people used to them being around let them have their moments don't even say it because yes we know we had no choice in what complexion we are we did not have a choice that is a big difference but they still have to have those same type of civil rights moments that we had as a minority so lead them along and are you really gonna care who's damn miss america's universe period I mean, the numbers are probably like down to like, I don't know, 20 million now. Nobody is watching that shit that much now. I'm just being honest. Like, True that. Let but, them have a moment. What about, what I mean, um, let me. Bet y'all didn't think I was going to say I, that, huh? No, no. I, I, the thing is, is that I've, I've always been, <laughs> I've always been kind of, it's a, it's just so, I don't. It's a slippery slope. Because the thing is, is that at this point, it doesn't affect me, right? So right. I'm not in a situation where my daughter's running track and all of a sudden there's a uh, transgender in on her, you know, she's a competing against and this person is running a second faster than them and it's literally discouraging and taking away the possibility of confidence in my daughter because now this person's able to destroy them due to uh, advances or or hormonal uh, advances, but in, that could be a, that could be construed as a little sexist to feel like a regular man. No, no, you said you saying regular. So if we're going in the competition, yeah, like I'm saying, a no, man could be. I'm saying a female could actually be faster than a look, man. Period. If we're if we're going in the competition, on a levels, genetically. No, Female, a genetically not engineered female. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me. But I'm just saying. Let me state. Let me state. You said a regular <laughs> man versus yep. a woman that has been in competition. You are yep. not saying, "Hey, Crawford, fight this other boxer that is a professional female boxer." And now, if you say those two together, would you be like, "Hey, I'm, I'm putting my money on the female." I mean, you're not. So okay. So anyway, no, 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 you're not doing that. You're not doing that. I wouldn't say that they would be able to be. But no, I'm not saying it because of their genetic makeup. I would be saying it because I think Crawford is a better skilled fighter. Well, remember when we were talking about that? I mentioned who had the better tools in the toolbox. I understand that. So the thing is, yeah, I know. But it's funny you said that because there is a situation that happened like that in boxing. But I look, I know that Mm -hmm. there there was female a female that had gone to our my high school. She got a scholarship to Purdue. Their team won, like the the high school female team. Won the state championship. They're really good. She came back and played open gym with the boys. She was a beast. I couldn't play with her because guess what? I'm five six. I'm regular. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not nothing. So for me, competition. Why you got to change the people now? No, you came out here. You doubting yourself to make your point. That is never good. No, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Because this, because this is the thing. You can win that. This situation. No. 
This is the situation. You have to put people that are relative in the situation. If you say professional <laughs> basketball, if, look, if there's a female that's a professional basketball player, should I be able to beat them? No. No. <laughs> you're not professional. Right. So shouldn't they be but a professional? But a professional basketball male player can absolutely get his ass kicked by a professional female player. But what we're saying is that's like if way, so way who, I mean, so this is that's this is my situation. I'm going I'm going off of no, the movie Joanna Man was exactly this. Joanna Man, aside from the fakeness of it, Joanna Man was a male basketball player. Who couldn't make the cut? Aaliyah, Aaliyah, you just told your age. So yeah, she did. Oh, <laughs> man, she went away. Oh. Why are you mad? Because we old. Inherent <laughs> <laughs> difference between male, female, and I don't care what you do to your hormones. I don't care how you, you know, doctor them up. At the end of the day, you, you're male or female, and you males entering the female industry as is females entering the male industry, it's going to, like, there's, it's a sense of it is unfair. It is, I'm not going to use the word improper. I understand where you're saying that, let them have their rights, it says it's civil rights and the whole nine yards. I get it. Yeah, but it's just about being present. It's about being seen so that people get used to the idea that they're they're a part of our society. But no, they only make up about 2% of our population overall. So it's like, why are we even talking about this? It would be transgender women or transgender men, however you decided, then yes, that would be a fair competition. But to introduce a man who at, at best is genetically enhanced in a woman's competition and then tell them, oh, you're you won because you're the most beautiful woman. He's not even a woman. Well, you know what I mean. Okay, I'm gonna put it to you like this though. I mean, if they were to not allow any plastic surgery or any type of enhancements from the females in the competition, then, then I would say. No, the men shouldn't be in there. But as long as these women are getting the same type shit done that these daggone men are doing, well, like, that's, a, that's a different story. So that's but, a, that's but a but different it's, but, story. But it's reality. Because, but well, it's no, reality. I'm just, I'm just that's saying, what's that's, going on. That, that's a but that's a different angle in changing the thing because you go like, hey, if nobody is doing any enhancing, right? Right, and it's nobody. If nobody does any enhancing at all, besides, right. hey, I work out, and they say, hey, the person. That says right. that they meaning that the person that is going through whatever change they can't even go through they change stuff. So when they right. show up, they show up. Guess what? That person can have a beard and everything else. I'm like, hey, I'm a woman because I can't take the pills. But I'm I saying, if like you're gonna make it equal, then then it should be like nobody's doing enhancements. But the reality yeah. is, no, all everybody in them competitions are doing some type of enhancements. This is true. Oh, well, anyway, hey, so regime, now I know what regime, you think about that. You need to take <laughs> up. Look, regime, you need to take yeah, up. For me. You did it because it's true. You you made you made the show longer. Hey, now I know what y'all <laughs> think about that. Well, <laughs> based on that situation, we, it's about time to get up out of here. But I got one more thing to say. Hey, if you have any issues or or you're having any problems, make sure that you talk to your family. Make sure that you talk to your friends. And if you can't find a friend or a family member, talk to 
please hit up the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-TALK, 800-273-8255. Everybody wants you around. You can overcome. You just need to make sure that you talk to somebody and be able to help you out and get you to the right place and where you need to be because people want you to be around. Uh, the world is not a better place with you gone. It's always a better place with you here. So you are a contributor and people love you and people want to wrap their arms around you and uh, make sure that you're okay. So with that said, that's the last thing that we got, man. It's, yeah, been, so, a, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a longer uh, Men Catch a Podcast right now. So Sakura, hey, tell everybody where they can find you at, to, where they can find your podcast at, when you when you are broadcast, everything. Well, Lofton can find me at... <laughs> I'm already on it. <laughs> I, I got the website up right now. I can give you, you, mean, you mean read it for me? Lofton can find me at on Heavy Bag Boxing on Tuesday nights. They have a, a podcast called Tough Talk. So I'm one of their guests frequently every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then on Wednesday, it's Latin America, baby, where we talk about boxing with our number one host which is uh danny santiago he is a he's in colombia right now living so he has a, a like a different perspective and a pulse on what's going on in latin america as far as boxing he's also a florida boxing hall of famer and a number one contender so he has that experience of being a boxer um that he brings to the show then thursday nights is after Dark series, and that's where you get Sakura and Emilio Santana, and that's when we talk about all hot topics as well as whatever guest wants to join us for that particular night in the boxing world. And of course, we have our website www.boxingplayhouse.com. We do need you to subscribe so you can actually get a notification when I do my articles. And of course, you got IG. Twitter and YouTube channels, Boxing Playhouse. And then on Facebook, it's Playhouse Entertainment because them devils took my damn site, y'all. Facebook <laughs> my site with all my millions of reach. And, and, and so we're having oh, to man. build it back up again. So if you haven't, if you're wondering where we're at, we're on Playhouse Entertainment now. All okay. right. Fantastic. Hey. All right. So everybody out there <laughs> in the, uh, in the mint ketchup world, go out and check them out at uh, Boxing Playhouse Inc. I'm out there on the website right now checking it out. It's fantastic. Boxingplayhouse.com, uh, online boxing magazine is fantastic. So we really appreciate you coming through. I really appreciate my co-host, Rajim, in the building. And, of course, the perspective of Leah. It's been fantastic. Aaliyah. It's been another wonderful episode of the Men Catch Your Podcast. We're going to see y'all next week out here. We're going to do the daggone thing. See y'all then. And we out. Hey, y'all.